When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up? Welcome in. Happy Friday here on the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. What's going on? My name's Adam Hogue alongside Nicholas Moriano, hoping to be joined by Will DeWitt, who is uh, experiencing some inclement weather. We got a, a weather delay in the DeWitt weather household. Delay. We do. Yeah. Let's ask the Magic 8-Ball. Will Will show up on the CHGO Bears podcast? Yes, definitely. We got a yes, definitely from the Magic 8-Ball. So you, wow. you heard it right here, folks. It's okay. Happening. We'll see about that. I think his internet's been down for like an hour at this point. Because yeah. um, it is a Friday, and Will usually is here, and hopefully we'll get him on at some point. But in the meantime, we'll hold down the fort. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogan, at Nicholas Moriano, what's going on? Enrique, Rivera, everybody else in the CHGO comment section watching live on YouTube right now. Please hit that like button. Please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. We appreciate you guys that are here every day. And for those of you that listen on your commute or wherever you listen to your podcasts, we appreciate that too. It is a happy hour Friday as we, uh, we've we moved up happy hour on this show from 5 o'clock to 1 o'clock. And I, we all believe mm-hmm. that that's when happy hour should begin. And uh, – Nick, what do you got today? So we have a simply spiked lemonade. It's it tastes exactly the same, and so that's where the issue can lie here. It's like drink a couple of these, you think you're just drinking lemonade, and Adam, you're you're, you're not. It's got five percent alcohol, but I don't know if you ever tried it. It's actually pretty good. I've not tried that one specifically. Those thing, those drinks can get sweet in a hurry. Yeah, for sure. Like after one or two, you, I don't, you, I don't know. Um, I'm. <laughs> I'm going with the uh, Lagunitas. Yes, I knew it. I knew it. It's going to be a little something-something. It's a, it's a good one. Good yes, one it for is. Sure. little something-something. I haven't opened it yet, so we'll make sure we get that sound effect. That was pretty good. It was, yeah. That was both very good, yeah. Uh, Dev is wondering if weed counts for happy hour. I guess if it's legal, yeah. you know. Sure. Whatever. Um, just don't fall asleep at Taco Bell, I guess, is the, the moral <laughs> of the story. Yeah, do that. Uh, Well, anyway, we got a lot to talk about today. We are going to preview the next opponent on the Bears schedule. A little bit more of the uh, stadium news that's been flowing through the last few days, which uh, we thank everybody involved in that, whether that's uh, Lori Lightfoot or, um, 
you know, these crazy people on the committees that are trying to pave over Lake Michigan, you know, whatever, whatever role you have in that, we do thank you for providing some content uh, as we get through these dog days of summer, only a few weeks away from the start of training camp, by the way, we have some exciting things coming uh, that I'm excited to uh, share with you guys soon. So stay tuned for all that when it comes to training camp. Um, but where should we start? To, oh, we also have a player to preview today, too, mm-hmm. or I guess review from uh, 2021. that We will be talking about Jalen Johnson today uh, as we look at my grades from the 2021 season. But um, let's start with a little bit of stadium talk before we jump into the Eagles, Nick. Uh, there was a statement that the Bears provided to, I think, a couple outlets, but uh, still interesting as yesterday if you missed yesterday's show please go back and listen to it or watch it on youtube however you want to consume it but we did talk a lot about some of these ideas that the city's been floating discussing or sounds like some people on the committee aren't even briefed on um some of them are wild ideas i think the maybe the one thing that we glossed over a little bit uh is this pertains to the bears obviously um but the city's still got to do something with soldier field even if the bears move on so you know, my criticism, I think, of some of these ideas yesterday was rooted in that I don't know how any of this stuff helps the Bears. Um, but that doesn't mean that the city can't come up with some wild ideas or some cool ideas for the Soldier Field area because something is going to have to happen there even if the Bears leave. Um, and that's all fine. But there was this noteworthy statement that came out that said uh, from the Bears, the only potential project of the Chicago Bears are uh, exploring for a new statement development is Arlington Park, according to a statement from a team spokesman Thursday afternoon. I think this was coming from the Daily Herald, by the way. As part of our mutual agreement with the seller of that property, we are not pursuing alternative stadium deals or sites, including renovations to Soldier Field, while we are under contract. Um, that's interesting. Makes sense um, because you you know, for those that are familiar with real estate deals and things like that, like you are under a contract, you're not supposed to be backing out unless something wild comes up. And even if we're just talking about like the sale of a house or something like that, there are some things that can pop up that can derail a deal, but technically you're not supposed to be actively looking for a different property and then go back on the contract that you signed before the closing to get there. So that makes sense. Um, but it also, I think reinforces Nick, the idea that what exactly is the city going to do to, to at least prevent the bears from closing on the property? Like, you know, it sounds like if anything swings this back to soldier field in any way, it would have to be after the bears have already closed on the Arlington park site, in which case, as we've talked about this week, what the hell do they then do with that? They're exactly. not exactly a, they're not exactly a real estate company here. They're just they're just owners of the bears. Exactly. And I mean, look, you got to go to the go to the spreadsheet again and put some crazy ideas out there. I saw one in the comments. Just put the bean on top of Soldier Field. So at this point, I mean, it seems like a pretty clear distinct message from the Bears. We are working, if we're doing anything, it's going to be with Arlington Park. And and as the city, it's like that's why you need to come come with these ideas that are Maybe a little bit out there, right? To try to entice the Chicago Bears, like, oh, this could potentially work. But it seems like, based off of that statement, what I think would be the logical step moving forward that the Bears want to go in that direction 
have their own stadium, profit off of that own stadium, and then you can, you know, have the state of the art facility that, you know, a lot of these other teams are starting to get nowadays. But as as a city, it's like, what do, what can you do? Just come up with more ideas. Keep filling that spreadsheet, you guys. Keep filling that spreadsheet, sharing it around, see what uh can eventually um, you know, what what information can you spread spread from there? Well, and they got the city's got to show they're doing something. I mean, even if mm-hmm. it's just to answer the question of what the hell happens next with that site if the Bears move on, um, they got to be discussing something for it because it is a huge area and a huge landmark in the city of Chicago. And it look, it existed before the Bears were there. It can exist after the Bears mm-hmm. are there, but they you got to keep up with the times. You got to do something, and of course, it's complicated by the landmark status and. Um, you know, I think the funny thing is it's not funny, but if the Bears do move on, you're probably looking at it from a city perspective as like almost regretting the renovation you did immediately because there's different things you probably could have done, almost even downsizing it more into some type of um, music venue that can mm-hmm. still host soccer games or things like that. I don't I don't know. Or they can still go big and put a dome on it and host other events. It wouldn't hurt. Um, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt to open up what, you know, Soldier Field can be at any time in the year. Because once it becomes those, you know, December, January, February, I mean, I don't know how about you, Adam, but I don't want to be outside in, in Chicago during those times. So putting a dome could just expand the options that Soldier Field can be used for. But, yeah, at this point, it's like if you're Lori Lightfoot, it's like you if the Bears leave, you're going to you're going to be known for a lot of things. But that's going to be on the top of a lot of people's list. Like, oh, the Bears left. You were, you know, running everything. So that's uh, ultimately what can happen. Yeah. I don't, you know, part of me almost feels like that's overrated. I think, I think most people, I think I'm not saying it's not going to be part of Lori Lightfoot's legacy if that happens, but I think most people are understanding that there's very little she can do to keep mm-hmm. them at this point. It's not necessarily anything she did wrong. It's True. the business of the NFL that's changed. It's the mistakes made well before she was ever mayor um, and some of these other ideas. So, I mean, honestly, we're looking at this. What is she supposed to do? I I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think it's you're just stuck. And unfortunately, with the timing, you just happen to be the mayor. that, And maybe she's not even the mayor anymore when they actually do leave. But uh, True. Yeah. What about this idea, Adam? Uh, Soldier Field could become the USFL stadium. Maybe if Chicago would ever get a team, would you would you watch the USFL if uh, Chicago had a team and they were playing at Soldier Field? Well, didn't they play all their games in Birmingham this year? Though wasn't that entire they, league? It may have been, yeah. Played in one spot. Yeah. What's it's it, the it's the Rocks League, right? Isn't it or the other league that's supposed to be coming out too? With oh, they the have XFL. a couple. Of, yeah, yeah, I wonder, yeah. or maybe an XFL team. Who knows? There was an XFL team. I want to say they were the Chicago Destroyers. Where's Where's Lawrence when you when you when you need him? Yeah, no, Lawrence will be popping up XFL. with with his uh, pennants of the U.S. Uh, XFL Chicago Enforcers. Enforcers. Like, I was close. They had like a purple like fist logo. Fist. Is that? Yeah. Yes, yep. I remember that. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember watching the XFL when it first debuted. Um. 2001 it was founded wow okay there are some interesting uh logos here sure i'm sure lawrence has like a a pennant somewhere with all of them uh with the xfl guys yeah the xfl was uh 
interesting. Like the coin toss where the players just ran straight yeah. on into each other and banged their heads really hard to get the football. Brilliant, brilliant stuff there. Yeah. Um, but I watched it. There was uh wasn't there a good, I think there was a good 30 for 30 on the XFL. Yes. Yep. That I, that I recommend um, because it did in a lot of ways, it was ahead of its time and led to a lot of innovative, innovative TV ideas that the NFL adopted. Um, mm-hmm. So it actually, it, it had a lot of good things come out of it, just more so for the NFL than the XFL. But yeah, um, yeah anyway, um, yeah, it gets floated out there every once in a while, Nick, about the idea of another team moving. I don't think the NFL can expand anymore. Like these rosters are already kind of thinned out in my opinion, but um, you know, the idea of potentially a team moving in the future mm-hmm. to Chicago. I just think that's a little, I mean, I wouldn't rule it out. I think things, things tend to come out of nowhere sometimes. Um, and I think that that if you're the city and you're bitter about the bears leaving, like that's your, your counter move, your counter threat, right. To try to bring in competition, return an NFL team back to Chicago. I mean, I can't imagine that happening soon, but um, at the same time, you'd still have the stadium problem that you'd have to fix. Exactly. So if you were a new, one of these billionaires looking to, I don't know, maybe have an opportunity to buy a new team. If, or, if that was the case, it's like you still got to deal with Soldier Field and all the limitations that it has. And that's why the Bears ultimately want to move. So it is an interesting idea. I know it was talked about actually this idea of another team in Chicago. It was talked about in ESPN 1000 yesterday. I was driving home like, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see another, maybe not anytime soon, at least another football professional football team in Chicago. And once the bears leave, I, again, the, the city will have to figure out what to kind of do with soldier field. Um, the comment from Kurt here, I'm, I'm willing to agree with this. He said that Lori did not, I think it's a typo in there. Lori did not cause the bears to leave, but her attitude towards them didn't help keep them True. either. That that's probably, fair i mean she's certainly been uh abrasive <laughs> back toward towards them and um you know they george and her on their different radio appearances have mm-hmm. passed some shots back and forth and that goes back a couple years now quite frankly e- even well before the bears even put out the statement that said they were pursuing the arlington heights site so i think i think that's a fair point i don't know if that would have made a difference, quite frankly. Um, also, yeah. it's not a done deal, but it sure True. certainly is not looking looking great for, for Chicago. All right, we'll preview the Eagles here in a moment, but first I want to tell you that the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up, and if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And that's not it, because if you make a $50 more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. Any questions, email PointsBet at allCHGO.com, and we'll help you out. If you happen to see an edge in the game you're watching, or if your favorite team is primed for a comeback, well, you don't just have to watch the game. You can bet along with it live. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. Download the PointsBet app right now. Use promo code CHGO. 
What are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And our next partnership is one of my personal favorites, Owen, which stands for only what you need. I actually have the sea salted caramel right here. We'll drink this probably after I'm done with the spiked lemonade. I don't know that, how that combination would go. Yeah, interesting but- mix there. Very interesting, and this brand is a 100% plant-based protein company that gives you high-quality and carefully selected ingredients to keep you functioning throughout your entire workday, and especially after an intense workout. In these protein shakes, you get your vegan omega-3s, your green superfoods like broccoli, kale, and spinach, and all these amazing ingredients. Just reinforce what Owen stands for, only what you need, and I've been using it for two years. Everybody at CHGO got to try it, and outside of the Elite Chocolate one, Sea salted caramel. This is definitely my my two to go to. And Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. When you use the code CHGO20, you get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. Again, that is 20% off with the code CHGO20 at liveowen.com. So join us here at CHGO. And I'd even mention, oh, Justin Fields drinks it too. So you can join all of us and try Owen only what you need. And we got to tell you about all our great content at CHGO. I want to make sure you know, I've used to be a crazy 24 hours for the Blackhawks and our Blackhawks coverage is unrivaled. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, you turn on other outlets. They're not exactly talking about the uh, big rebuild that's going on. Big trades yesterday, Alex to Kirby doc. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on. The Blackhawks ended up with three first round draft picks out of it. So this is what we do here at CH show. That's so great because um, if you happen to be a Blackhawks fan and you're starving for that coverage, we have the team here at CH show, our CH show Blackhawks guys led by Jay Zawoski are just killing it right now. So much information breakdown of all these moves that are happening. So just one example, um, we got our, our bulls guys, are out at the summer league right now, which is awesome. They're out in Vegas. So we got bull summer league action going on. They are out there covering it. So uh, for the, for bulls fans out there, that's where you want to be. So we got you covered for each and every one of these teams, including, uh, you know, a consumer like me for the white Sox show every single day and the pain that they put me through every single day, including last night, because once again, as we've gone through with Lawrence and the interventions that have failed, I once again did it about seventh inning, turned the game on, and it caused me nothing but pain last night. How you do I keep doing to... it? Why do I keep doing it? That yeah, that's on you right now because I don't, I, don't, I, I, I couldn't even tell you what what the White Sox score was. All I saw, I think I saw your tweets. I saw CHGO, and I'm like, all right, it did end up well. I'm glad I did not invest in that because we usually again, it's been such a roller coaster season. I don't want to. I'm done with that ride. I'm done with it. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I had the willpower to do the same thing, but <laughs> the reality is I don't, and uh, it's just going to continue. I'm not going to let it ruin my summer, though. That's for there sure. Um, although they really tried with that triple play. They they really, really tried with that triple play. Uh, you know oh- what? Triple play. That's right. They had a triple play. CHO softball team was also a part of a triple play. So, hey. No shit. Yes. Uh, so, here's how it happened. I was on second. My girlfriend, Stephanie, was on first base. Cody hit the ball to the third baseman. Um, essentially, I obviously, I would have been out. And then what happened was Stephanie So I never... hit it on the ground, though? Yeah, yeah. So hit it on the Stephanie, ground. Stephanie never advanced. She never moved. So then the 
third baseman threw it back to first base, which would have gotten Cody out. And then they threw the ball from first to second because Stephanie never moved. And it's like a split second. You know, you got a lot's happening. And so they, yeah. they essentially turned a double play by stepping on third, throwing the first. Unlikely to turn double plays in softball, but if it's hit to right at the exact spot, I can see how the third baseman pulled that off. And then the runner from first to second didn't really move. Yes. And I guess Triple technically play. after the out at first was made, she could have gone back to first, but uh, probably she was stuck, yeah. I think, halfway in between. She's like, where do I go? Where do I go? And I, I was like confused. I'm like, what the hell happened, you guys? How do we get out of this inning? And yeah, so triple plays all around it in Chicago. Uh, and I mean, how how let's have our commenters chime in here. How badly did Nick just bust toss his girlfriend? She knows, I, and, and I'm like, I mean, I, it, <laughs> that was like a nine out of ten. I mean, that's what happened. I'm just telling you what happened, <laughs> and I don't blame her because I'm like, Nothing I was confused. I could do. Nothing I could do there. I just was just out at third, although you are right. I don't think there's anything. I mean, you could have tackled one of the players to prevent them from tagging your girlfriend out. I see. That was like split decision thinking. It just didn't happen. But next time we're in that situation, we'll be good. No more triple plays with the CHO softball team. Wow. (laughs) Someone says no remorse whatsoever. That was was tough. Mm -hmm. Although, if it really happened how you said, you'd. It was kind of her fault, yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, who had kind of a surprisingly good season. I mean, considering mm-hmm. what happened to 2020 and then firing Doug Peterson and moving on and hiring Nick Sirianni, I think a lot of people were wondering what would happen there. Um, they end up going 9-8, and eight, making it to the playoffs, losing to the Bucks, which no one's really blaming them for, in the wild card game. Losing to Tom Brady and company, uh, I think I think if you're in Philly, you got to consider that a successful season. And now all of a sudden, you look at some of their moves and and what they're uh, could potentially do this season. I'm not necessarily considering them a Super Bowl contender, but I think you could put them in the category of possible surprises, though. I think so too, Adam. With how with what they've done this offseason, already bringing back what they have. Like ESPN, and I've referenced this article before, ranked these rosters. They have them ranked as the number seven roster in the NFL. Like there are some quality players on this team when you add A.J. Brown and guys like that. And we actually have the graphic with the key um, additions, losses, and some of the rookies that the the Eagles had so we can um, show our, our viewers as well. But like the Eagles, if there is a surprise team I'd put money on, I'd go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, the NFC East is such a polarizing division itself, too, that, again, this is a team that if Jalen Hurts can utilize and maximize some of those weapons, they may have something here. I saw, I want to say, did I see that Peter King ranked them fourth in the NFC um, at this point? You know, I think if... The Cowboys, who are the favorites, and we'll look at some of the, the points, bets, numbers here in a second. But first, let's look at the key additions and losses. But, I mean, if the Cowboys don't win it, I think you got to put the Eagles certainly right there as, as the, the next best team. So, you know, they add Hassan Reddick on the edge. Um, they obviously made that big trade for A.J. Brown during the draft. 
Uh, I feel like the, the acquisition of James Bradbury was a little overrated. Like the timing of the, all of a sudden there was like a week of hype over where's James Bradbury going to go. And I'm like, well, <laughs> wait a minute. We're not talking about Jalen Ramsey here. Um, but that's, yeah, it's considered, it's still a, considered a key addition for the Eagles. I get it. Um, they also add linebacker Kaiser white. Isn't he, um, Kevin white's brother. Is that is that right? Let, I'm gonna quickly do a little research do here. But on that. I think I think that might be true. Um, they lose Brandon Brooks, though. Obviously, a huge loss on their offensive line. Been there forever. Uh, Rodney McLeod, uh, Stephen Nelson at, at corner. Um, the additions they made. Jordan Davis, I think, was a big one on the defensive line. As he kind of fell, a lot of people love that draft pick at the time. They add Cam Jurgens at center, who we talked about a lot leading up to the draft, and then they add the Kobe Dean. Um, as well. I think this is a solid roster. I don't know if it's good enough to win the Super Bowl. Um, I do give the Eagles a bunch of credit. They, they they win the Super Bowl. Things start to go south there. They make a change that I, I it sort of felt rushed at the time. It, it, you're wondering, like, is this just a really bad season? Um, you know, you had the COVID stuff going on. It almost seemed like an overreaction, but Nick, Sirian, Nick Sirianni's come over there from Indy and done a pretty good, I mean, at least last year was a pretty good job. I think, I I think we maybe learned though from the Matt Nagy era, like let's give this more than one year before we, cause you almost had like that type of vibes where you made a transition. You had enough talent on the roster. Coaching change might've been just at the right time. But do we really know if this staff can coach? You know what I mean? Sure. Um, and they have a young defensive coordinator there, too, um, who's who's been pretty impressive early on. I think the big question here, right, is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, does he is he their guy? Is he really their guy? I've always liked Jalen Hurts. I made the case for the Bears to draft him at the time. Um, I think they've ended up with a – quarterback with a higher ceiling obviously with Justin Fields but this was pre-Justin Fields that I was making that argument and I think he's worked out pretty well for the Eagles so far but yeah there's still those questions about how good can he really be and I think we'll learn some of that this year you know does he take that next step this year or are they gonna be looking to move on after this season I think that that's that's the big question with Jalen Hurts he I think he's good I don't know if he's outstanding can he elevate this team to sort of that next level with the talent they have around him yeah and a couple things here adam uh going back to that you mentioned peter king he did have them ranked as the top team in the nfc nfc east and as number nine overall and yes uh they are brothers kaiser and uh kevin so they are brothers as well and then yeah jonathan gannon the defensive coordinator he did he has done a good job with what the eagles have and like some of the additions like you you mentioned like you when you add a son reddick he had 11 sacks with the carolina panthers a season ago you add that then you still have fletcher cox who's obviously getting older but you still have a, a veteran presence inside javon hargrave had seven and a half sacks josh sweat seven and a half sacks so there are players on this team for sure so if um if it again all falls though on on a jalen hurts and now you have Devonte smith you have aj brown Miles Sanders wasn't even the leading rusher last year for the Eagles. It was um, Jalen Hurts who led the team in rushing. So if you can mix in Miles Sanders and have him have a productive season, yeah, there are some good pieces on this Philadelphia roster that 
if you're you're looking for a team that can up be the leader in the NFC East outside of the Cowboys, no doubt it's the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, let's look at those points, bet numbers um, to get an idea of where they're at, not only in the NFC East, which if you look down on that third line, as we're showing this to you on YouTube, uh, they are plus 170 to win the NFC East, which puts them second. That makes a lot of sense. I think I think where you're maybe getting into the territory of um, good value. Mm hmm. Again, I don't know. I don't see this team necessarily stacking up against one of these AFC powerhouses and winning the Super Bowl at plus 2,800 is where they are to win the Super Bowl, which puts them at 13th. It's not like the NFC has like a runaway favorite. You know, I where the Rams are obviously good, but Tampa, I mean, the, Tampa the would Super be up Bowl. there. Obviously, those, two, those are the top two teams yeah. in the Packers, but, you know... Is it conceivable? We see the Packers lose in the playoffs. Um, mm -hmm. We saw the Bucks lose last year. The Rams could have lost. You know, that those games came down to the wire. Is it out of the realm of possibilities that the Eagles could come out of the NFC? Again, I wouldn't predict that. But at plus 1,300 to win the NFC, which is six, if you're looking for a team with value to, to make that type of run, I don't hate that bet on the Eagles. Again, that's not the team I would pick to win the NFC. But they're not the runaway favorite. They're sixth in a, you know, six in the AFC. It'd be like, okay, that's tough. Six in the NFC, I think you got a chance. They're over under uh, nine and a half, and certainly siding to the over at, at uh, minus one twenty five, under at plus one hundred. Man, if they went nine and eight last year, you'd you'd think they'd win at least ten games this year too. But that's. Um, you know, nine and eight got them in the playoffs last year. I'd, I'd be more inclined to like take a flyer on them to win the NFC. Yeah, I think that would be for value standpoint. That's where I'm kind of leaning towards. Um, but yeah, like we said, they have some talent on their roster, and the com we've said it. Some people in the comments have said like it's going to fall on Jalen Hurts. I also see. Uh, I also apparently won't have a girlfriend anymore. I'm like, I hope that's not the case. We're celebrating three years like next week. That would that would not be good, but well, I yeah. mean that. Let's be clear. That comment came from Enrique Rivera, not from your girlfriend. Um, no, but no. I would suggest I don't know if she's watching live or not. Uh, you might want to check your text messages, just to be oh, safe. Boy, they're they're blowing up right now, Adam. Um, <laughs> no, maybe that's even worse. There are no text messages, so I don't know. Um, Nunu says besides the wide receivers, are the is the Eagles roster that much better than the Bears? Well, first of all, offensive, I mean, look at the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're wide, the offensive line is usually pretty good. Um, the wide receivers are better. And um, I think I'd side towards their defense overall, too. I, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the safety play with the Eagles, that's like the big, I think, the big question mark with their defense right now. But outside of that, like you have some solid players. Um, on the three levels of that defense too. So yeah, I, I think there is a little bit more than, you know, um, just the wide receivers new, new that the Eagles do have in their favor. But however, let me, let me go back to how I, I did what I did hint at. And this is where I don't ever pretend to be like, Oh, I know what's going to happen with these teams. The other side of this to me that I do wonder about with this Eagles team is do they kind of have a 2019 bear season? Where, okay, they kind of exceeded expectations last year. They didn't win 12 games like the Bears did in 2018. But they had a new coaching staff. They made the playoffs. They lost in the first round. 
But do we really know? Like, did they just get hot? Did things click the right way? When adversity strikes this year, what the expectations are going to be higher, right? I'm sure in Philly, they're like, okay, we did this. Like, Jalen Hurts has to do this. And, and that's the thing. Like, is I like Jalen Hurts. I'm on record as saying that. But isn't he still kind of in that same category Mitch was after two years? Where it's like, we think he's good, but need him to take that next step. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, no, I agree. you know what I mean? And so does it all come together this year and they take that next step as a team or do they struggle and kind of go through a, a season around 500 where it doesn't really work out? I, I, I think that side of it is a real possibility for this team too. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at some of the opponents they play too, Adam. I think where you're going to get a good indication of how good this Eagles team can be is some of those quarterback matchups are going to come out uh, in their season. Like, they play the Cardinals, so you'll play Kyler Murray. You'll play the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. You'll also play the, the Indianapolis Colts and Matt Ryan. Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers, um, who obviously Dak Prescott again. So, honestly, they don't play that much elite quarterbacks in, in this 2022 season. And if Jalen Hurts can I don't know be the better quarterback in half of those then I think you know the Eagles are going to get a good amount of wins this season but those are specifically the games where you see the quarterback matchup who comes out on top that'll be I think a good indicator of where this Eagles team can go all right well this game is going to get played uh really late in the season we're into December and um you know I I'm I mean, I guess I wouldn't be completely – I would be surprised if the Eagles are still not in a situation where – I expect them to be favored. But I do wonder if by the time we get to this game, the conversation is the Eagles are underachieving and the Bears are actually overachieving. And that might – that's just based on expectations. So they, the Eagles still probably, I would think, would enter the game with a better record probably be favored in the game but the vibe around the teams might be different if you know what i mean yeah i get that and i mean look the eagles have won the last five i, I believe the last five against the bears too so they also and have some that. of those they some of those games have been ugly especially Very. in philadelphia yeah those have been really bad like you want to see the low points of the bears in the matt Nagy era <laughs> there's been some really some low points um when they face the philadelphia eagles so yeah, once December eighteenth, we'll we'll have that matchup. But yeah, even in that, um, Justin Fields versus versus Jalen Hurts, which quarterback comes out on top in terms of the overall day? Like that's gonna also be interesting in itself. Yeah, and by the way, since we I should have probably mentioned off the top because we've already previewed the Packers on a previous episode. We skipped over that game in the schedule. We went we actually went from Sunday, November twenty seventh against the Jets in New York, all the way to. Sunday, December 18th against the Eagles in Chicago. But that's because uh, we already previewed the Packers. So there's no point going over that again. That would be the game following the Jets at Soldier Field on December 4th. And then the Bears have that really, really late bye week. December Mm -hmm. 11th is the bye week. So that comes right before this game against the Eagles, uh, which takes place the week before Christmas. Um, And then it's, it's on to the Bills, which is why... For that same reason we skipped over the Packers, we're down to our last preview on Monday in terms of the schedule preview because the last two games are against the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings, who we've already previewed as well going through those games. 
Well, it went by quick. It went by quick and, you know, it, 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 I, maybe it went by quick and it went by slow, if you know what I mean. But we're already <laughs> at the end here, and the Buffalo Bills won it. That, that one should be quick. <laughs> no, no. Quick preview on Monday? Quick preview on the Bills? Yeah. Might, yeah, yeah, might as well. Might be a long game, though. Hey, uh, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us to continue to grow is to download the points bet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and uh, we'll do it. We'll respond to you personally and let you know. Uh, if his if his internet comes back, he'll he'll respond to you. And in case you missed it, online signup is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now. Register your account from start to finish. Really easy. You can do it f- super fast, and you'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, easier than ever. So you can start living your bet life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call one 4700 All right. Our last uh, grade, player grade of the week. Before We still got a few more of these, although we're getting down. I think Monday we're going to do two. But today it's Jalen Johnson, who I told you ended up in the uh, long-term starter category. Uh, I, I It was funny. I ended up with uh, – this is why you got to be careful. You got to go over this stuff sometimes. I – when I looked at this, um, Nick, this morning, that he actually was in the twos, and I was like, wait a minute, what happened here? And then I realized I accidentally um, – remember I went – I told you a couple weeks ago I watched that Vikings game over again? Mm-hmm. Like I had – I there's a couple things I saw in that game where I actually made a couple minor adjustments, which happens from time to time. And at some point in there, I actually gave him – I accidentally gave him a zero in that game when he actually didn't play. And that brought, his, that brought his grade down. So you got to be careful with that stuff. But anyway, I found that this morning. I knew he was in the threes. Uh, 3.08, which does put him in that long-term starter category. But, you know, when I think when you break Jalen Johnson down, um, he's been a very good player through two seasons. He was clearly their number one corner last year. Showed the ability to shadow. Um, but you saw in those games against the Packers when Devontae Adams moved inside to the slot, he didn't follow him there. And I think that to one of the things I loved about Jalen Johnson last year was he openly admitted, like, I want to figure that out. I want to be able to cover those Mm -hmm. players in the slot. Now they draft Kyler Gordon. I don't know if he's going to get that opportunity this year. If they're just probably going to play left and right is my hunch, but it's times like that where you feel like Jalen Johnson is totally committed to being great. And then you have the other times where you're wondering why he's getting benched for a week uh in OTAs or move down to the twos. So I'm still trying to figure him out a little bit if that makes sense. But I think he has the potential to be one of the top cornerbacks in the league, you know, if he fully commits to getting better. Um, which I feel like most of the time I feel that way about him. But um there is also the issue of the lack of takeaways. And he only has one interception in two seasons. That number needs to come up regardless of what defense he's playing in. But especially in this scheme, in this Matt Eberflus defense that focuses so much on taking the ball away, if he's going to be a true number one corner in this scheme, he's got to start taking the ball away more. He does, Adam. I think with this scheme, he should have more opportunities. We've heard about how simplistic 
this defense will be and how that will allow these players on the defense to react more so than just think about what, what the play is, but react to what's going on. So if Jalen Johnson can't show that he can make those turnovers, then maybe that's just who he is. Like you can have a, you can have like, I think two different types of corners here. One that can create those types of takeaways. Um, You saw like a Rasul Douglas last year for the green Bay Packers who had an outstanding season. And we know the play that he made against Justin Fields with pick six, but you can also have guys that are just, people that can shadow but are like erasers they they take away an opposing team's best player too and so that can be productive and equally good on a defense in itself but I think this is going to be the year that we can see if he is capable of making more of those interceptions or even like the the PBUs last season he had seven his rookie year he had 15 so he's just more around the football um in his rookie season but another thing that I like about Jalen Johnson. I had questions about when the Bears drafted him was his ability to tackle. I think overall, Jalen Johnson, despite having multiple soldier sur- shoulder surgeries uh, in college, he will get in there and get dirty and make tackles in the run game or whether it is on a bigger tight end. So you saw that happen as well with him. And I think having both Kyler Gordon and Jalen Johnson stay to one side, I think that does ultimately help both corners just knowing Hey, I'm going to be on this side of the field. Everything I do on this side, I can stay consistent with it. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Jalen Johnson can do in this type of defense. If he can honestly just take more risks because we know they didn't yep. re- want to do that against number one wide receivers that he usually was shadowing. But now if you stay to your one side, whatever guys lined up opposite of you, if you see that, that opportunity to jump the route and out, take it. Let's see if you got, let's see if you can make that play. Well, it was a small thing, but it was something I uh, we talked about on this podcast from OTAs that that I really liked seeing. Um, you know, as someone that tries to watch the talent and what these guys are actually doing really, really closely. But there was um, a play in one week of the OTAs where I thought he could have made a better break on the ball. It was a throw to the flat, and he jumped it, but I thought he could have jumped it quicker and he wasn't he broke up the pass but he wasn't quite there in time to pick the ball off and in fact live i thought he just dropped it once we saw the highlight the bears put out later in the day on film it was more of a matter of i maybe if we dove he could have caught it but then it wouldn't have been a pick six but regardless if you just made a quicker break a quicker read and this is being a little bit critical but these are the high expectations i have for him because i think he's that good then it could have been a pick six. The very next practice we were able to watch, the following week, he did exactly that. He, it, it may, for all I know, it could have been the same play. It certainly looked like the same mm-hmm. throw, and he read it perfectly, jumped it, picked it off, pick six, gone. Those are the types of plays that he needs to start making in this defense if he wants to elevate to that top level of cornerbacks in the NFL. Those are the game changing. Uh, plays that he has to do and I, I just thought that you know for May practices that was a very encouraging development um, granted it was just a couple plays and might not mean anything but that's the type of stuff if I'm a coach and I'm looking at him that's what I want to see improvement from one week to the other I'm sure they watched that play and maybe said hey you can read this key a little bit differently and maybe he did it or maybe for all I know it's just dumb luck but it sure looked good um, so that that was encouraging, I think. And I think, you know, having the presence, because the one thing I will give him 
this past year on the lack of interceptions and maybe why his past defenses actually went down despite him playing more games um, is the rest of the corners on the team. I mean, if you're game planning, you're, you're trying to keep the ball away from Jalen Johnson for the most part when you're just picking up that week's scouting report and game planning for that week. So the targets and opportunities probably weren't quite there. I still think there were some, and he should have made some of those plays. But adding Kyler Gordon to the equation should help. Assuming it's Kyler true. Gordon, it's assuming he, Kyler Gordon's as good as we think he can be early. But whether even if that's funneling more balls towards Kyler Gordon and he's the one making the plays, regardless, like it together, that should all make the secondary better. It should, and, and J.R. Mayberry in the comments here, it, it's a very valid point. You couldn't Maybe Jalen couldn't afford to go for the takeaways last year. The secondary was horrible. You couldn't trust his safeties to be in the right place. It's like, yeah, it's, it, you can maybe go for the, the, you know, the, the big splash play, but if you miss this, do you trust the guys outside of you? And, of course, as a team, you're going to trust your guys regardless of who's out there, but you also got to be smart with when you take some of those risks. So yeah, I'm sure that all plays into, you know, what, what happened last season, but now with an improved secondary and a defense, like, like we were talking about should have this, the overall, all the players playing a little bit faster and reacting. Now let's see what he can do. All right. Well, uh, there's your breakdown of Jalen Johnson. Uh, we'll have a couple more players coming for uh, Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week. And then I think we'll be done with, with, with the uh, the Hogs grades, with all the returning players. So uh, it's been fun to kind of break these guys down, look ahead towards the season and what they could do. Oh, in terms of like where he goes next, because a lot of these players that have been kind of in the twos, I've said you want them to jump into the threes. Um, you know, the truth is, like I, like I said, I have high expectations for Jalen Johnson. I think he can be, if he puts it all together, like an all-pro type corner. I really do. To get there, you got to start getting the interceptions. You, you know, and it shouldn't all be about stats, but at some point, you do need to deliver the stats and the touchdowns and the highlights that get played um, on, you know, red zone and all the highlight shows later in the day. So I think, you know, as long as he stays in the threes and gets higher up in the threes, then things are good. But I think he's a player that could potentially jump into the fours. So, I'm excited about that and seeing uh, if he has that growth. Yeah, I'm just looking. I just quickly pulled up top corners in the league and was just looking at an article from PFF. So they have tiers of the top yeah. cornerbacks. Jalen Johnson, way down at the bottom in tier five, number 28th best corner. But I just kind of want to read the top 10 and seeing, hey, can that would be a big jump, obviously. And they have like five players in each tier. Number one, Jalen Ramsey, no surprise. Jair Alexander from Green Bay. You have A.J. Terrell from the Atlanta Falcons, who the Bears will actually face. J.C. Jackson on the Chargers. Marshawn Lattimore from the Saints. Darius Slay, getting older, but he's still with the, he's with the Philadelphia Eagles now. Xavier Howard, the Dolphins. Tredavious White's a good corner, too, for the Buffalo Bills. Marlon Humphrey, Baltimore Ravens. And then actually go to Tier 2 at number 10. I wonder, I mean, those are nine, some best corners in the league obviously but can he make that jump and be somewhere it may be even well, tier two it starts off with denzel ward and cleveland yeah cleveland i mean I, I would already put him in a higher tier i don't know if i put him in the top two tiers i don't know but um 
you know, I think some of that's just based on the lack of big plays, the lack of takeaways, playing on the Bears. Like I hate to say it, but right <laughs> yeah. now being on Honestly, the Bears is is a it's, it's a knock. I mean, why well, yes. how else do you explain Roquan Smith not getting the, the credit he deserves? He should be a first team all pro and um get even more credit than he gets. And you're going to hear me talk about Roquan. No surprise. You're going to hear Roquan Smith in this segment next week. And you're maybe surprised at how high I actually have him in these grades, but you're not going to get that type of respect unless you're really watching every snap like we do with this football team. So I'm not surprised to see that. I think he's already higher than that. Um, But I think he also has the potential to get into those top higher tiers in lists like you're reading uh, if Jalen Johnson continues to grow and the Bears start playing a little bit better football too, but that definitely helps. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Tier five. Okay. Um, didn't they have like Roquan Smith is like one of the worst linebackers in football or some silly crap last year? They did. So uh, <laughs> maybe not the best indicator of where some players get ranked, but yeah, actually, you know, speaking of Roquan Smith real quickly, and I know we'll talk about him later. ESPN pulled executives, players, and coaches. And uh, on the best off-ball linebackers in the NFL, Roquan Smith, number five. I mean, okay. uh, yeah, we've seen, you know, that's better. That's better, I think. Yeah. You have Darius Leonard, Micah Parsons, Fred Warner, and Devin White in front. Okay. Like, <laughs> Maybe we'll bring that back up. Bring yeah, back I, up I think we'll, we'll bring that back next week when we talk about Roquan Smith. So stay tuned for that. Uh, appreciate everybody watching this week. It's been a fun week. been a good Friday. Hope the sun comes out and this weather turns a little bit so we can enjoy the weekend. Um, we will be back Monday. Um, if anybody is good with uh, fixing internet and cable, uh, please drive down to Bloomington, Indiana, find our friend Will DeWitt and uh, fix that for him. Uh, that magic eight ball sucks. It's a liar. It uh, lied but, to us. Wow. I asked it again. We'll, we'll be on without a doubt. Saying does not yeah, work. It's a lie. That thing's a lie. It's a lie. It's a liar. Um, all right. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Nicholas Moriano. We'll be back Monday, 1 o'clock. Please follow us also at CHGO underscore sports and underscore bears. Check out all the great Blackhawks coverage, the Bulls coverage from the Summer League. And if you like to live in pain and misery, check out our baseball (laughs) shows too. Their shows are still great. The teams are not, but the shows are outstanding. So please check them out. We appreciate everybody watching and supporting us here. Check out our friends at PointsBet2. Use that code CHGO. We will talk to you Monday at 1 o'clock.